you're listening to Vakovi here on the More Than Punk podcast. I'm Sebastian Mackay, and this week I'm talking to Jenna Shilston, singer, songwriter, and multi-instrumentalist for the duo Vakovi, based out of Scotland. This week we are talking about everything from working with the producers that wrote some of the Spice Girls' biggest hits, to booking a show on the moon, and also the career path that goes from starting out as a singer-songwriter and writing for some of the biggest acts in the world. This is Vakovi here on the More Than Punk podcast. Hey, so thanks for chatting with me. Um, it's super cool to have you on the podcast. I've been I've been playing the the new track since Matt sent it over. I mean, oh. it's like it's such a great tune. Um, but- <coughs> You know, before we kind of dive into that, I was curious if you wanted to just chat to me through a little bit about what you've got going on at the moment, because I know you've got the new album, the vinyl pressings and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, like, I think for everyone, it's been such a weird year. So we obviously we can't tour. Mm. Um, so we did try and make it a priority just to, to kind of get ahead on writing new songs, new music. Um so yeah, that's, I mean, <clears throat> we would like to, ideally, I mean, I don't even know if, if we'll be able to tour next year. I'm still a bit um, apprehensive about that. I'm, I'm not totally convinced that we will, um, mm. just going by where lockdowns are going just now. So um, yeah, I think ideally we want to just put out some really strong singles um, that will hopefully build up for like an album sort mm. of end of next year. Um, we don't really want to waste time on that this time. So. Uh, yeah so the, the debut album vinyl like we just thought it would be good to get them out for Christmas um, for Christmas presents and we, we've honestly had so many people asking nice for them. that's so like, cool there's been such a big demand for them so we've finally answered their prayers I suppose um, yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's that's that but yeah we're, we're just um, really concentrating on and making some new music not so with the that. singles thing, and I'm always curious about this because it came up a lot. I I don't want to say at the start of Spotify because <laughs> that makes me sound fucking old and it's been a while. Um, but, you know, people talked about how like music was just going to be singles and no one was going to do albums and all that yeah. kind of stuff. But are you finding with like the world as it is that the singles approach is going to be better than sinking six months into an album that you can't tour? Is that the kind of thinking? I think so, definitely. Like, I just think just now, I mean, see, like, we've, we've there's a lot of few bands that like, we kind of know that have put albums out, like, this month and last month and stuff, and they've just not done as well as they should have. And I, and I do think a big part of that is because they can't do it. Like, mm. that's like, your bread and butter. Um, so, yeah, I think the plan for us is, like, drop, just drop some strong, drop strong singles, um, which, so it means that we can... Just, I, 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 I mean, it's so, I so point. I just feel like it's so pointless just now, like being like, yeah, let's, we're going to drop an album in April, and they'll be like, oh, great, can't wait to listen to it. Like, yeah. I think the, 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 the beauty of like releasing albums and music is having that energy in a room where people, everyone is singing back to you, and you know, I mean, you can, you can design like a, a nice live show, and it's, yeah. it's fucking depressing. I even talk, even talking about it just now, and I think totally. Yeah, I know. My last show was in Glasgow in March and it oh, just it? feels like a lifetime. It was Frank Turner at the Barrowlands. Oh, that would have been class as well. It was. Yeah, yeah. It was just him um, doing an acoustic set. Oh, so, all right. Okay. 
yeah, yeah, it was it was super cool, but it just feels like a lifetime. Are you guys on the like the whole live stream kick that the bands have been doing? Like, what are your sort of thoughts on that? Um, I think it's great. Like, I do think it's a good idea. Like, we're definitely going to do something probably this month. Um, uh, yeah, we were kind of planning and doing something for that. We done we done something for two thousand trees, and it was good. Mm-hmm. I think it just we are we're very much the fact like we have the mindset of like we rather quality rather than quantity so we don't just want to like do loads of live sessions and live yeah. shows we'd rather do like one really good one um yeah we do we, i think we're very much like we don't we don't just want to put something out online for the sake of it um so yeah that's kind of the thought behind that but yeah we are actually planning like doing like quite a, like a, a good a very well produced like live show like sort of awesome. live set but it's obviously not going to be the same we did actually get asked to do a gig in Birmingham in December mm-hmm. um, and it would have been so so good but it was like a thousand cap venue but only 160 people were allowed in the the venue Yeah, and obviously they would all be corned off so shit that's my door, no, I'll just leave it <laughs> <laughs> you um, can get it, no worries we can just cut out the intermission probably not even for me if it was again I'll get it right yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah I think like uh, I, I just I just think it would, be, it would just be weird mm. I mean all those people in that big room and then all cordoned off and especially if you're not allowed to like mosh or dance and I'd imagine there'd probably be like a volume limiter so yeah. oh, I, I just think it would be pretty torturous to be honest and I don't I just don't think that would be fair on fans either like you're not getting a hundred percent from us either. You yeah, there's an in- interesting one. I think it was the Clapham Grand did a show, and the the rules being what they were, it was like you can't sing along. You just sort of have to sit and watch. What? Because it, I guess it's that it had the whole. It wasn't the Clapham that decided that, right? It was the sort of COVID safe like committee or whoever the fuck that is. Yeah. But um, yeah, the whole thing was like if you're singing and shouting, you're sort of like spraying your crap everywhere further than you usually would oh, if you yeah. were just talking, right? Yeah. So it would be so weird just like playing a show and having everyone sort of sit there, like very sort of opera, you know? All right, okay, okay. That's I just don't I, I just think that's mental. Yeah. Like don't don't sing along. All right, great. Like <laughs> what's the yeah. point? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could just watch music videos from home, right? I guess that's the challenge. Yeah, true, actually true. But yeah, it's, it's, I just don't know where it's going. Like, it really is quite frightening, yeah. especially for the music industry. One thing I want to um, talk to you about is the new single. And I'm going to hopefully do this in a way where you're not just like, oh, fuck, I've talked about this a million times. Um, but the first time I listened to it, I was getting, I don't know if you know the band Paris out of yeah. the US. Yeah, yeah. I was getting like sort of Paris vibes at the start and then it sort of yeah. goes off. And what was that, like, what were you going for when you when you started putting that piece together? This is so random. Like um, <clears throat> that song, we actually co-wrote it with the guys that wrote the Spice Girls songs. Oh, cool. And- yeah, it's dead random. So like we went down to their uh like house in like kinda near Surrey. Mm-hmm. I had like an idea anyway. Um like I had a rough I had a rough idea put together anyway for the song and I gave like a literally let them hear. <clears throat> so then they were like uh, the pre chorus was a chorus in my head and they were like, No, they need a stronger chorus. So I was like, Oh fuck, like um, okay, uh 
so then we just we honestly only spent about four hours with him or something so then mm-hmm. we put we put like a rough structure together um and he was fucked about with the guitar kind of on it and then we so we just done like a really brief demo uh, with them and then we kind of went away but yeah. then the more we listened to the demo that we'd done with them it was like a lot slower it like was really poppy not heavy at all um and <clears throat> so we kind of thought oh fuck it will let's like fuck it up a bit like it just i don't know it just didn't feel like bukovi enough um mm-hmm. so then we um we basically put in like the mad breakdown bit in the middle um, we sped it up and like added loads of guitars and like synths and stuff. Um, and Bruce kind of helped us with that as well, like the kind of synthy bits. <clears throat> um, I like he put in the synth bit at the start, which I did actually say I was like, "This sounds very like Paris." But um, they they did vote to they actually they voted to keep that bit, in, but that was fine. Um, but yeah, it was it was weird. Like, it, have you heard the original compared to what it's now? It's very it is very different, mm-hmm. but it still has that kind of melody through it. Um, so yeah, it was it's a weird it's, it's a it is a weird like the song itself. Like there is actually a lot going on in it. Mm-hmm. Um, we just wanted to we did want to keep the structure as simple as possible. Like you know, standard like verse, chorus, you know, bridge and stuff. So. We kind of wanted to keep that, and then we, and then the, the middle eight, we just wanted to kind of break up the poppiness of it, just add a bit of a fucking mad riff into it. Yeah, it's it's pretty sick when you're in the room with the guys that help write the the, the pop star songs. Jesus, the Spice Girl songs, like, and they're talking to you about your music and stuff. Are you just learning loads and loads, and it's sort of it's just super overwhelming thinking about all the different things you can do? Oh man, like honestly, like CM. Sorry, I cut my lip yesterday and it's really annoying me and I can't stop looking at it. It looks like a gab. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's really annoying me. Um, yeah, so it was honestly like, see being in a room with them and their talent and like they are like, they're like being able just to pull a melody out of their ass. Like it was just honestly so mental. Like, um, and, and, and see just, I want to see the stuff that you learn from working with people like them, like, legend like they're absolute legends like i love the space girls as well like it's a huge fan of them so like working with someone like that caliber it was it was insane um and then having them saying like there actually isn't that much we can we can do to this song like it is strong like these are really good songwriters like just felt really good um having someone like that you know telling you that it was pretty mental as well um but yeah it was they they were really good. Like they did say, like we, we'll take a backseat and we're going to let you lead this, mm-hmm. um, just sort of point you in certain directions. And it did kind of go down that way, which was really good. It was really interesting. And funny or not, like the the lyrics literally probably took me like twenty minutes to write. Like when I sat down with like Andy, and he was like, "What do you want to write about?" Or like, and we just, I just started chatting, and then the next thing he was like, "I'm going to come back in fifteen minutes. Like, do a verse." And I'm like, and then, but then when they came back, I was like, I think I've done. I think I've finished it. Like most of it anyway. And it was like, I don't know, it's having him there just, and he wasn't like putting in loads of input, but just the wee things that he did say, it was just sparking up so many ideas. Um, and they are like one of my favorite lyrics so far, like in a song. And that was like, 
Do you know what I mean? It didn't, it didn't take long at all to do. So yeah, it was funny, like having just having him there, kind of dripping, dripping like little wee ideas into my head. It went such a long way. So yeah, it was a really, really good experience um, working with him. I'm just imagining like loads of creative energy like in this room and just the sort of like real sense of freedom, you know? Yeah, it was. And like at first I wasn't, we don't really, we've not really co-written with anybody before. So I was super apprehensive about it. Um, But then just when like the more, like the just the longer we got in there and like they would just, so like Paul would just like loop, loop the kind of guitar sort of, like chorus bit because we we came up with like another chorus because he was like nah it's not strong enough let's do another chorus and, he, and then he was just like okay think of a chorus then i'm like fuck 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 like what the fuck like totally put me on the spot and like he just so he just looked like the, a bass bit and i was like oh my god like so i it was that working under pressure as well just sitting like staring at you or like they would put in they would just sing like me mad ideas and stuff it was it was um it was it's stress it's stressful at the time because you're like oh my god fucking think of something Janine <laughs> like try to like feel like thinking oh my god but um no honestly like once it was it was such a good experience like I, I was just so in awe like to be fair like we were meant to go back down and do the song with them like because they they record and produce as well but obviously because of like lockdown and mm. uh, we this was like not long before we just released the album so this was quite a while ago like the end of last year but the plan was to go back down and record it all with them but we couldn't because of the lockdown so then so I think the song would have sounded completely different if we did actually follow through with that like they I think they are they are they are kind of demo we done with them was a lot sort of poppy or like very poppy which yeah. is still good but um yeah we we ended up just going like you know what let's just fuck it up like let's just not let's not make it sound to um didn't, didn't sound vanilla i definitely didn't but i, I don't know there's just i just want it's it just got didn't teeth right yeah exactly like i just wanted yeah. to have that edge i was like come on let's just 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 fucking throw stuff at it see what happens so yeah um but it turned out really really good i feel like there's got to be a little like a little part of you that's like holy shit i've got to impress these guys you know when you're sitting in the room like like don't oh, fuck oh. it up a hundred percent. By the way, that's what it was like. Is that because like at like the Spice Girls were like my fucking life. Do you know what I mean when when I was younger, and they've got all these like platinum platinum records and like fucking multi platinum records all over the the studio. Like it's insane. Like they're written for like Whitney Houston and all, like honestly mental. And um, he gave me like one of Mel B's chokers as well mm-hmm. like, gave me a necklace it gave me this like choker and he's like oh she left it in the studio like this was like years ago she left it and he's like I found that in the loft and um, he still had like a lipstick on it and stuff and I was like oh my god like amazing I mean and that they yeah. are like, like the nicest guys ever but um it that's that's the thing though it just I, I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't knock write co-writing with people because that in itself like it does make you you definitely try a lot harder in a good way like when you're in a room with like people of that caliber you're like fucking get your act together Janine like this isn't the fuck about come on like like, like we need we need your best stuff come on like yeah. just so you're just like constantly um you're, you're really not you're really not slacking when you've got two guys like that staring at you waiting for an idea 
It sounds hectic. This is years and years ago now, but um, I interviewed Justin Tranter from Semi Precious Weapons. Uh-huh. And so they'd done like some tours with Lady Gaga and they were kind of building up. But after the band ended, he went on to co-write songs for like Justin Bieber and Ed Sheeran and stuff. And I'm just sort of sitting and, you know, we obviously didn't talk about this at the time, yeah. but you're still sitting there going, holy shit. Like if I'd only known, you know? <laughs> no, I know. I know. It's mad. Like, yeah, we, ju- we just had this one, like, half-hour phone call or whatever. But, yeah, then two years later or something, he's on writing credits for Justin Bieber. And you're just like, dude, like, no one saw this coming. That's fucking mad, man. That's so mental. That's honestly definitely, like, one of my massive goals. Like, I- I've kind of sort of sort of started doing some stuff like that. But I want, to- I want like, the fucking... I really want to start writing for, like, the big guns. Mm-hmm. That's, that's how- the thing. How do you get into that? Like, what's the... Career path such a fucking wanky thing to say. What's no, that? This, but you know, what's the I, I write for a company called Audio Network, and they're like a big, a massive, like syncing company. So those the ones I done the songs I done for them done really well. Like they were on like a net like Netflix and National Geographic adverts. And one was a Hollywood movie called fucking Laser Quest or something. It's fucking shite it's a shite movie don't maybe don't say that I said that but at that even that like that was a Hollywood production which is fucking nuts like um so yeah that's had a lot of stuff like but then I recently got contacted by a guy at Warner Chappelle mm-hmm. about writing like in America like for his big artists um but like that I mean about his the big artists is like the big big artist but like I'm not even gonna <clears throat> get my hopes up with that it's one of those ones but I, I honestly I just that's the thing I, I, I want I really that's what I really want to do as well so but then it's like how the fuck do I do that mm. but I think it's kind of I do think like it's well the way the way that guy got like he got in contact with me like through someone else so I didn't I, I didn't sort sort out after him but because I wouldn't I literally have no idea who to yeah, go yeah. to or what like where to go so yeah, and it's, it's it's like um it's like if you're going out, it's it's kind of like shouting into the void. You know, it's a little bit like getting like I did music journalism for years, took a break, got into doing this podcast, and like there's a bit of okay, I still know some people, but I don't know a lot of people anymore. They've all moved yeah. on, had kids, whatever. So I'm just yeah. like shouting out like, hey, I've got this idea, and they're like, yeah, but you know how many emails we get with people saying that, you know? It's so true. Yeah, exactly. Like I just don't. With with the COVID as well, like we are very much like we don't force it in people's faces. Like if it if it comes, it comes. We want to listen to it, listen to it. Um, we're so against like this whole like fucking bombarding people. Like listen to our band, listen to our band, or like do you know what I mean sending out a fucking ton of emails to people we don't really know mm-hmm. just to see if anyone picks it up. I'm just like very much in the mindset of if you like it, you like it, and if if it's good enough, then that will happen. I mean, it's fucking good enough, right? That's the thing, like. Slow is amazing. Um, but I was like, like, looking at it with <laughs> new songs, or you're like, oh, this is it. This is the song that's gonna fuck us up. Like, this is gonna flop. This is it. This is how we die. Yeah. Like, but um, no, it's the reception's been amazing so far. I feel like that every time I sit in front of the microphone and talk to a band, I'm like, this is the one where I say the real thing, and they go, that guy, don't fucking touch that guy. You know. I know what exactly. It- one thing I wanted to ask you about um, was this, I guess this sort of Scottish music industry-ish question, right? Um, I'm a Kiwi, if the accent didn't give it away. We have a no, similar... Yeah, I, was, 
I was actually thinking about, I was actually wondering what that was there. Yeah. I know it's weird, right? It's like this Kiwi just sort of arrives in Scotland and's like, fuck it, I'm gonna do a fucking music podcast and interview Scottish bands and shit. We have similar um countries in the sense of like size and, and scale, right? Scotland obviously yeah. having the benefit of being much more connected to the world. But for you and for Kobe, what's it been like sort of breaking out of the country and, you know, getting some of those opportunities that you just talked about? Like was it particularly challenging and people are like, what what the fuck country is that? Or are people quite open because you just sort of plug into London and go from there? Yeah, like I think as well from the start, like we were just we didn't want any like the, the, the Scottish music scene can be very cliquey, small-minded. Like, it can be. So we were like, let's aim bigger. Like, let's mm-hmm. just, just try and aim bigger and um, not not try and hold on to this sort of star oh, there from Scotland sort of tag. Like, obviously, we're proud that we're Scottish, but we're not just like, ugh, I just can't, especially when journalists are like, oh, Scottish band with Kobe like it's all like I okay we're Scottish but it's like that's not like the only interesting part about it is Scottish yeah. female fronted band it's like I mean I suppose how else are they gonna how else are they gonna describe us but yeah we just try and we did we just try to like from the get-go aim aim a bit bigger mm-hmm. and you know all of our team though the majority of our team are based in London so yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it kind of it kind of have to do that. Like I think personally, like um, I don't think uh, nowadays you definitely because back like even like year, when years ago the folk would be like, oh, you need to move to London to actually make something of it, and I'm like, I'm fucking moving to London, like. But um, you definitely don't have to do that now. Like for bands that are starting out and stuff, like don't don't listen to that shit when they're like, oh, you have to move to London. You absolutely don't anymore. Like that's the beauty of social media and and the internet I suppose mm. um, but yeah it's weird like I de- we, are, we are definitely bigger in England and Europe than we are in Scotland mm. by going by like numbers and stuff like streams and um, I suppose live shows as well we definitely put, we definitely sell a lot more down south than Scotland which is so random that you would but I suppose we just didn't get too hung up on trying to conquer Scotland we were like let's try and conquer Britain Let's try and conquer the world, kind of thing, right? Oh well, of course, obviously. I mean, I want yeah. to conquer the fucking moon. Like, I would, I would, I would not be happy. But like, um, yeah, I think as I think you just have to think. You definitely have to think a lot bigger, and just be like your country. Just be like, just be like, fuck it, conquer this. Let's conquer the fucking world, eh? <laughs> you know, for Covey being the first band to play on the moon has a pretty sick ring to it. Just while we're. <laughs> you know spitballing let's use that as your headline for the podcast like Bukovi announced that they're headlining the moon <laughs> I will uh, I'm keen I'm, like, I'm fucking up for it this. I need to read this to believe it I need to see this no yeah. I know um yeah that would be fucking interesting yeah I think that I've said um 30 seconds to Mars I think put a single into a rocket the rocket was already going there they didn't fund it um, ah, and it got played cool. in space, so that was a pretty that was a pretty cool hookup. I guess they just knew someone at NASA. I have no idea how that shit works. I, I know John John did it, um, HR. He'll he'll hook us up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I know, like I know they done it with Bowie as well, didn't they? They done it with Bowie. They play they play his the famous space song that he done. They play mm. that space. I can't remember when that was. That's a, that's a powerful PR team. Right oh there, my God, if it's, 
hundred percent. Who gets the royalties for that? Like, what was what's the what's the fucking demographic there? Yeah, is it just one guy listening to the same song on repeat, just like fuck? I no one hears it in space. Are you getting royalties for it? That's that's it's a like, good question. It's like um, what is it? What's the what's the saying when some when a, a tree falls in a forest and no one's there? Did it even make a sound? I'm yeah, just yeah. Talking- that there. I've totally fucked that there by the way but it's something like that yeah absolutely I mean it's a it's a totally like fun thing so for you guys I mean I know that everything's you know weird and fucked at the moment and it's kind of weird because like doing the podcast and stuff you don't want to be talking about that all the time but it comes up because we yeah. can't really help it but like when you've got the new song coming out the vinyl and stuff that we've talked about how how do you look at your kind of music and because i'm assuming that you're writing pretty much all the yeah, time right yeah, and yeah. go okay we started over here and this is the Vakovi sound what's the next step of that sound like is that a sort of conscious thing for you or are you just like fuck it this is the music we like and we're digging in yeah like we just try, we're, we're definitely not conscious about it like we've we've got we're actually in the studio next week i think um recording another single um, nice. so it's like, try to think how to describe that. Like, I, I've been listening to a lot of um, DVBBS. I don't know if you know them. Like, they're fucking amazing. And it's like, but it's like super, like, fucking kind of dancey. Mm-hmm. Um, but then listening to, like, obviously, I fucking love Bring Me and stuff. Like, uh, so it's, I love Halsey, like Miley Cyrus. So it's a lot. I listen to a lot, a lot of pop, but obviously still a lot of like a lot of bring me that like, I probably won't ever stop listening to them. But mm. so I feel like the new stuff's definitely got a bit more of a. It's definitely got a lot more dancey elements, but then obviously we're not wanting to lose any of the the as you said the teeth. I like that. I'm going to use that again. I'm doing something else. First um, one's free. <laughs> I like that one. Cheers. I'll write that down. Um, yeah, we're, we're not, we don't want to lose any of that and like the kind of dirtiness of us. Mm. Um, but yeah, like the, I'm actually just trying, I'm trying to think. Oh, but then we've done another one. We've done another song we still record and I swear to fuck, like the, me- the, the chorus is like, uh, like fucking Bobby Brown, like vocals. Yeah, like that yeah. kind of 90s fucking what would you call that R&B or something like see that everybody's talking oh like that's kind of like that I don't know mm-hmm. so I'm really not selling it but like it's just that <laughs> stuff like that I'm like why why did why did, why where did that come from like just it's not like I listen to fucking 90s R&B a lot but yeah it's just there and I was like this is so cool like but yeah, but obviously then you've got the heavy guitars with it. It's so, all about process too, right? It's like what you yeah. start with isn't, like you said before, oh, what you end up with at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like where that song started, it definitely wasn't going that way. We were like, let's get some fucking R&B in this. But then <laughs> it, sort of, it just sort of happened. Yeah. yeah. But then also I think like when you listen to Bring Me, and I mean, they are the masters of the left turn. Like yeah. it felt like that's the spirit kind of came out of nowhere. I didn't, but you know, the way that they just moved everyone through with them was incredible. Yeah. Th- then yeah, they're they like the perfect example of like the progression and evolution. Like it really, yeah, it's definitely cause like for us, it's the same like for us as well. Like the first albums, the second album is obviously totally different to the first album. Mm. 
like we didn't we didn't like set out to beat for it to sound like that it's just like i think honestly a, a lot of it's like it, life like life changes and stuff as well and yeah. like it's where you're at with life it doesn't need and it's not just lyrics that that comes through like it definitely comes through in your music as well like i don't know if you're feeling really if you're feeling really fucking down like you'll maybe write more minor things or like darker stuff mm. um but yeah definitely i think that's a, a good way to describe like how people evolution like they change with their, their, their styles of writing yeah and i mean i think people tend to forget that like humans are such variable creatures you know like it's easy to talk about like the progression between an album and another but you know they take a year to write two years to tour then you move on to the next one you're essentially like a different person by the time you get yeah. to that ne- those next 12 or 24 songs yeah 100 percent. like that's the thing it's like that is that's a fascinating thing i suppose about about humans isn't it like when you're just just where, how where you where you start with and then where you end and it's usually down to like life <laughs> like life seems life just seems to fucking steer you in that way to writing that certain song or that certain music which is actually fascinating does it ever pull you back like if you're going through old notes or listening to old demos and stuff and it like puts you back in that place you go fuck i remember when i wrote this and like you know, I don't know, I was 15 and pissed off and now I'm, like, older yeah. and think that's the dumbest thing ever to be pissed yeah. off about. A hundred percent. Like, I can't, I don't listen, I very rarely listen to, like, our old, old stuff now because I just cringe, man, like, let's, like, listen to, like, lyrics and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it's it's so weird how, I suppose it is, it's timestamps of your life, isn't it? Like, mm. but, um, yeah, it's so strange. Like, I, that's the thing, like, I don't, like, we've written, like, like maybe like four well, I've I've done like four or five demos on like Garage Band but like me and Hamish have like worked on two like kind of finished them but like we still don't even have a clue where this where that's the sound is going if that makes sense it just sort totally. of we like it we like it we, we, and we don't try and stick with like oh let's keep with a theme just now like I think like the theme thing like I, I would love to do a concept album like that's like my goal but I wouldn't even attempt it if I didn't think it was going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. It's one of those ones like, don't, <laughs> just just don't bother if, if it's not going to be, it has to be fucking unreal. There's this band in um, Australia called The Gloom in the Corner and their whole stick is that everything is a concept. So like okay. it's one story across all of their singles, the two albums, and it's it's amazing. He's built this whole world that they just tell the story through songs. That's amazing. Yeah, it's like it's that. incredible. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of how you, that's how you're meant to do a concept album. Like, I just I wouldn't I, I honestly just would I'd need to really plan out like mm. plan out like the last album. It was kind of like we, we a half concept. I wanted like sort of like a theme going through it, but obviously it wasn't. Um, we just sort of dipped our toe into that just to see just to see how how it was received or how it worked. Um, yeah the guy, i mean the guys like hit them up on twitter or whatever but they're when it comes to just slowly crafting that whole narrative and like their fans love it you know they go through the songs looking for yeah. clues and all kind of stuff yeah, it's like once mean, you crack it you crack it you know that's fucking an unreal what are they called the gloom in the corner oh my god i'm, I'm gonna write that down yeah they're a sick band i just love stuff like that like 
it just it just it just get, opens up a whole different side to like music like like the experience of listening to music mm. i mean it just adds another a whole different appeal to it yeah it's like i remember when um stone Sour put out house of golden bones and i was like man a double concept album that's insane and then the gloom <laughs> were like i mean it's kind of cool but <laughs> it's like fuck what's <laughs> it that's awesome. Hey, Janine, thank you so much for hanging out with me on this um, episode of the podcast. It's been rad talking to you. No problem. Thank you so much. Um, I'll hopefully, well, hopefully you'll. Um, did you did you get us through Matt? Was it Matt? Good. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully you, you won't wait too long to get. Um, that was the a next conversation with Janine Shilstone from Lovecovey. Awesome. Thanks that, very much. I'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, mate. Podcasts. Please leave a review. Hit follow on Spotify. Review on Apple Podcasts. Share with a friend. We tweet. Whatever it is. Uh, help us spread the word. Every little bit goes a very long way. This is the new Vakovi track. Slow to lead us out. You're on the More Than Punk podcast. Cause my body is